Hi, welcome to Pine Devitz Podcast. Season 1, Human Meaning, Episode 1. In today's episode, time and what it means to humans, especially in New Year celebrations, unity and where is it when America most needs it, communication, is it at stake with the new and upcoming social media policies? I am your host and friend, David Pineda. I am so glad to have the opportunity to be with you on Spotify. Thank you for letting me spread on behalf of the Pine Davids community the message of unity, knowledge, peace that our world needs in these challenging times. Together, we can make it a better place for everyone. Let's get started. Stay until the end. This section is just for you, for nobody else. It is aimed at providing you with insightful information, ideas, questions, and topics to help you create your grandest version of yourself. A better world can only be built with a better you. What is time? That is a good question. But so far, not even science has been able to give an accurate answer. For human beings, it is a measure and can be divided into past, present and future. But physics sees it in a different way. Albert Einstein said that the distinction between the past, the present and the future was just an illusion. But what did he mean by this? From the physical and also the human perspective, time is relative. Talking to a beloved one on the phone or video call for just 5 minutes could be too little, especially in times of pandemic. But holding a hot cup of coffee for 5 minutes could seem like forever. 5 minutes is always 5 minutes, right? Our way of perceiving time is that it goes linearly and steadily into the future according to our clocks. And in this, the physics differs. For scientists, time is different for the person who moves and for the person who observes. For light, which is energy, 
traveling the distance between the Earth and the Moon, about 384,000 kilometers away, is a matter of a little more than a second. For us, the journey would take 160 days without stops in a car at 100 kilometers an hour. Which is not possible, of course. The light never gets old because there is nothing that moves that fast. In fact, for light, time does not move. How is that time only exists for some? Does it really exist? It exists because we can perceive it, and we are not the only ones, according to recently published studies. Animals also understand time, and they do so from an area of the brain associated with memory and navigation, just like humans. Why is time associated with memory and navigation? It's a good topic for another podcast, don't you think? But we can anticipate a bit. Memory can work because time and space give meaning and order to the events of our life. In turn, memory knows that yesterday was yesterday because of stored memories. Physicists are unsure whether it would be possible to time travel or not. Most of them say it is not attainable. But humans can imagine the past and the future. In fact, the mind time travels, and it does so more often than we think, quite literally. According to a significant discovery announced by a prestigious American magazine, it is a topic that is also worth talking about here, isn't it? Well, for humans, time has always been very important. In cave times, it was a difference between life and death. Today, a second still makes a difference in many facets of human life. One of those important moments is the new year. Why do we pay so much attention to the end and the beginning of years if time does not exist? It seems not to change anything at all. There are many people who, in fact, do not even celebrate it. For them, it is one more night. However, Sensitive people who can perceive how energy increases with each minute that passes before midnight will agree with me that welcoming a new year is something magical. Whether something existent or not, memorable or not, time always serves as an excuse to make changes in life. By the way, how are you doing with your new year's resolutions? If you don't have them, or you do but haven't even started? there's still time to set some goals. If you're not accustomed, you can wait for a date that is important to you. I have used my last couple of birthdays as a pretext to make great changes in my life to improve as a human being. And if you're still not convinced by the idea of promising time something, well, why don't you promise yourself something to improve your life? And to accomplish it, you have all the time of eternity. Albert Einstein said, Time is relative. Its only worth depends upon what we do as it is passing. What are you going to do this year to become a better person? Share your ideas with us on our website. Section 2 All Lives Matter
This section is a reminder about how important it is to be one with others. Being yourself doesn't go against caring for others, nor loving others means giving up. Conversely, unity is the only way to make a real change in this lifetime. Originally, I had prepared information to speak of the lack of unity that exists in the world, and particularly that which has been made known recently in the United States of America. I wanted to address the issue of the social division that phenomena such as the pandemic, economic crisis, gender identity, migration, but particularly the political environment have produced. I thought it was important to mention how the two most important parties in America got to where they are today according to history. I wanted to shed some light on their stories, as perhaps that way I would be able to explain what seems to be the origin of such unnecessary division. I wanted to talk about a capital assault, although I'm kind of tired of the news as I think you may also be. However, after listening to the words of the inaugural address of now President Joe Biden, I concluded that such an important political change must be accompanied by a social change, and therefore an individual change. This is exactly what this first season of the Pine David podcast is about, explaining what it means to be human. And one of the characteristics is to recognize the times and stages and change with them. That is why this podcast, like other Pine David projects, began with this new era. In the case of America, he who believes that it is only a change of president or government is not really seeing the whole picture. Joe Biden spoke of the division that exists in the country. He also acknowledged that it is not something new and that deep wounds are still present. While leaders of other nations fill their speeches with cynical words assuring that everything is going very well while their peoples do not live it that way, that a president of a powerful nation recognizes that there are things to correct is a great advance. But among all the things he said, one particularly caught my attention, because that's how I felt talking about it too. I know speaking of unity can sound to some like a foolish fantasy these days, he said. And yes, I confess that quitting a regular common job because I had considered that it was not doing anyone any good and starting a project to unite people from all over the world with a view to a future full of development and love would have sounded like a foolish fantasy to me before. I am sure that many may still consider it some kind of fantasy. But there is something that definitely changes the game and won't allow me to doubt my purpose, but push me with greater force to fight to carry out this dream of a united world as far as possible. It is hope. I hope that the wounds will heal, that the mouths will be silent, but the ears will hear, the eyes will open and the hands will reach out. I hope that minds will expand, hearts will open and emotions will arise. I know that the drop my voice represents can never fill a sea, 
but I hope that my voice will gather millions of drops to create rivers and lakes and then overflow onto the seas. I have hope and no one can take it away from me. Even if I died before my voice could produce the slightest echo, I will die with hope because hope is immortal. But there is no way to fail. Today, I live happily and I know love. Those are two things I cannot lose. And thanks to that happiness is that I want to fight. And thanks to that love is that I can do it. The new inaugural speech represents much more than just the first words of a new president for me. It is a wake-up call to the world that there is hope. I wish in all countries they could experience it. While many rulers like that of my country destroy institutions, threaten democracies and enact a discourse of division, a message of unity from a person that represents global leadership is a message of hope. Joe Biden might not solve all the current problems in the country, maybe not even most of them. I wish he will, but solutions do not come from politics, they come from people. Leaders are only the vehicles, the instruments of society to facilitate the means. That is why hope becomes a crucial factor. And then unity. As the 46th president said, unity is the path forward. Many could ask why I should have an opinion or want to know about the politics of a country that is not even mine. And the answer is the same, unity. It is thanks to unity that I want the best for my American friends, that I want all social groups to feel protected, supported, safe in their country, with opportunities, with justice, with well-being. It's because I love the American people and I love them as much as I love my country and humankind. Thanks to loving humanity, today I feel united with everyone. Thanks to love, all I seek is unity. When we forget about ourselves and think of everyone else, magical things happen. And if we follow the path, we will find out that it takes us to the place where all the good we give returns to us in abundance. It is time for unity. That does not mean to stop being oneself, or to be weak, or to surrender to anyone. It means understanding others and seeking joint solutions. Unity is the only thing that can move us forward and save us as a species. And if our society doesn't understand it now, it doesn't matter. We will delay human evolution for another 10, a hundred, or a thousand years. There will be harsher economic, social, political crises, wars, and other problems. But after the time elapses, we will fall back in the same place and unity will again be the exit door. We can change the world after fighting against each other again, after wasting more time and make it harder to heal. Or we can change the world today, but only with love and unity, for this is the only way.
Section 3 All Around Us Being one or many would be pointless without a home. Our home is planet Earth, not a bunch of bricks, wood and paint, or we would think of ourselves as very little people if so. To know oneself and others is just as important as to know the world around us. Communication, an exchange of information. Although we're not the only animal that has this characteristic, we are the only one so far known to have taken communication to levels never imagined, to celebrate having more and more means to communicate and to suffer when it fails. Is communication at risk in today's world? Could humanity benefit from the scenario we have now in terms of social networks? The point is this simple. Social media has revolutionized communications by providing virtually any human with the ability to share everything they think with the world. It is a marvel of human ingenuity to reach the point where one person can interact with hundreds or even thousands of other people from different countries in real time without leaving home. It's amazing the power that social media gives people. But are we actually using social media to make progress as a species? In the last two US presidential elections, social networks have become an important factor and not exactly one that supports democracy. In 2018, authorities revealed that Cambridge Analytica obtained data from millions of Facebook users in several countries, including the United States, Argentina and the United Kingdom to create electoral campaigns. Although the true impact is still disputed, it is believed that they influenced important processes such as the US presidential election of 2016 and the UK's exit from the European Union. Countries like Argentina hold investigations to determine who were the culprits. However, all this uncovered the fact that the data of Facebook users can be compromised and revealed that social networks can serve as tools to manipulate people and influence their decisions. WhatsApp and YouTube are also believed to have had influence in major processes of other countries. The most recent case is that of another communications giant, Twitter. The social platform tried not to interfere in the communication of the former President Donald Trump with his followers until the situation got out of control. Some argue that Twitter could have prevented everything if it had long been stricter with what it already had stipulated in its terms of service. Others, like the president of Mexico, were more concerned about the fact that the tycoon's right to use the platform was taken away, rather than about what ended up happening at the Capitol. Imminent changes in either legislation or policies are likely to take place shortly, and we need to be aware of what the scenario is to make the right choice when we are face-to-face -face with the policies updates. And some reflection on what has happened could be very useful. 
is freedom of expression synonymous with being able to say everything we want and think regardless of the possible damage that words could cause? It's a great question to start, isn't it? If the answer is yes, then will everything that is said help us resolve our differences, overcome challenges and improve on the road to peace and development? If freedom of expression is not a guarantee of being able to say whatever we want without having to think about its impact, who can say what can and cannot be said? If world governments legislate in this regard, if governments choose to regulate what can be said in the media, it will appear that it is a violation of human rights or even authoritarianism or political and social control. If, on the contrary, freedom is allowed, they could create conditions for messages of hatred, division and events such as those that occurred on January the 6th in the United States. To a large extent, the American government has shaken off the responsibility and helped technological giants get rid of that burden by laws like the famous Section 230, which allows companies on the internet not to be held responsible for what users publish on them, giving companies complete freedom to decide what's convenient or not. Then, should we trust companies to say what's right and wrong? The fact that these companies block accounts of certain types of users while allowing others to continue posting even illegal content has generated much debate. It seems that acting as a fair and trustworthy filter is not a hallmark of large companies. Additionally, three factors continue to attract the attention of experts and critical users. First, the IT giants have spent fortunes developing technologies like micro-targeting that collect user-specific information to serve profit goals. This could result in compromising users' privacy. Social networks get to know their users very well based on what they visit and see, how they react, what they share, what they say and how they say it, and even each click they give to later flood the user's screen with content filtered according to the preferences and ideological bias of the user, along a big amount of personalized advertising, which by the way is what generates millionaire profits for companies. Secondly, the same tools that these platforms have facilitate the distribution of the infamous fake news and digested content. According to experts, such information is very popular because it saves users the need to read, think, or search other sources. Bots and similar technologies take advantage of the network's vulnerabilities to enlarge the misinformation problem even more, which also contributes to the next point. Third, social media has largely been the platforms where people and companies enable and encourage division, hate speech, and polarization not only political, but also social. With all these arguments, leaving our right of opinion, our data and our privacy in the hands of technology companies does not seem to be the smartest solution. In a fantasy world, there would be no need to restrict anything. On the contrary, companies and governments would encourage people to debate and express their opinions, trusting that they would do so in a responsible manner without the need for prohibitions and regulations. Unfortunately, 
It seems that the closest thing to guaranteeing proper use of communications for human development is legislation. A global regulation that guarantees complete freedom of expression as long as the rights and freedoms of others are not violated could be a solution. But an effective global dialogue is still far from being possible, much less a law or a government of this size. Who will then be in control of human communication? In contrast, WhatsApp has extended the deadline for users to accept the new terms of service, policies that concede to companies more privileges for advertising through the Facebook-WhatsApp alliance. Some people have used other platforms to criticize and mock the intention of the company as they consider it abusive. It is believed that WhatsApp has lost at least a million users to other platforms. Likely. The Facebook group will not change even a comma in their new privacy statement. If they do, there could be minor changes only. With 2 billion users worldwide, chances are they can endure losing a few more people. WhatsApp has consolidated as the most popular service of its kind. And most people will undeniably have to accept the new terms. The interesting aspect here is this. If people even without having discussed and agreed on sabotaging the intentions of the famous platform, have shown enough power to delay a deadline and to cause heads of companies to rephrase their words. What could we all do if we united? And this is very good news. On the subject, we invite you to visit our website, pinedevit.com. We believe we can create a social network that cares for users, doesn't require to have much of your data, protects your privacy and gives you space to make friends with people like you from all over the world who want to change their lives and help the world under a common framework of good values and digital ethics. Of course, it is possible only with your support. We'll be glad to make history with you. Alpine David become the first online platform 100% intended to bring together all people across the globe and change the world. Join. Participate in our community by becoming one of the first members of our human network, the evolution of the social network. You will be able to post and interact on our global network too. Learn from and make friends with flesh and blood people like you and me who want to change the world through knowledge, peace, friendship, love and good values. Share your ideas and projects, teach about those things you're passionate about and tell our community how you want to change the world. Take an active role in our forums, discussions and live events to make good ideas come alive in real time. Reach every corner and get to more people by contributing with your own articles, opinions, analyses and any kind of peace and knowledge message you want to share with the world on our public platforms. Get guidance, help, company and love from all your new friends at the Pine Davids community to change your life and become a better you while you make a better world.
subscribe. Subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss out on any news. Follow us on social media. Find us as PineDavidCom on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Check out our channel on YouTube. Like our posts and share our links to make this project grow up. Support. Make a donation. Help our project continue to be independent, ad-free and secure for our members. Uniting humanity isn't an easy task. Our project is so ambitious that we need a lot of support. It doesn't matter if it's a cup of coffee, a computer, books or money. We accept anything on the condition you donate it from the bottom of your heart. Thank you so much. If you want to join, subscribe or support, go to our website for more information. It is pinedavid.com. Thank you so much for listening to us. Contact us to suggest topics or improvements. We will be glad to hear from you. Listen to us next Saturday. This is your friend David Pineda. Bye for now. Fine, David.